This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Oh, I left it. Sorry, that's my fault. I unplugged it and then I plugged it back in. Can I just tell this story right now uh, before we get going with the Cavs? And I, by the way, I'm not going to do what everybody thinks I'm going to do about the Cavs. The Kurt Warner thing, I just had to tell that. I have to tell this on air. So at Joe Thomas's Hall of Fame ceremonies and, and get-together and everything like that, there was a musical guest that was there that everybody there loved. I didn't know much about the guy, but either way, uh, everybody there loved, and it, it was fine, and it was, a, it was a great big gathering. And Kurt Warner's there. And everybody knows who Kurt, if you know football, and that's why you're there, you know who Kurt Warner is, and he's wearing the jacket. He's he's a Hall of Famer. He's wearing the Hall of Fame jacket. So it's it's kind of like I remember I saw Alan Fanica there, and I'm going, I he had to think I was the biggest creep imaginable because I'm sitting there staring. I'm going, I know who you are, and I can't I can't place it. And I'm looking at him from across the room, and I, he probably was like, Does this guy want to go, or what's this guy's problem? And it was Alan Fanica, but Alan Fanica looks a lot different than what he did in his playing looks days. Totally different, but. It, every time I hear the Kurt Warner thing, I just think of him because the, the music is going on. There's a lot of people dancing. A lot of people having a good time. And Kurt Warner's completely by himself, vibing in the corner of the room. The Florida was, Georgia line. It was, yeah. it, it, that's, that's who it was. It was the, it was the singer. The singer. The, the lead, lead singer. singer. And he's there, and Kurt Warner is vibing by himself in the corner of the room. And, like, there's people dancing. I'm just standing there because whatever. I'm, I'm taking it all in. He's also a big presence. Yes. Like he's yes. I know he's well, only, he only played. He was football six two, but he looked like he's six yeah, five. He stands out, do. chiseled, chiseled. He has hair yeah. all styled. There's a. I mean, there's a. He's a. He's a very good looking man, and uh, he's a very recognizable face. He's a very famous figure, and he is very nice. <laughs> Even though he's like, I guys, I got to rock and roll, and he was rocking and rolling <laughs> that night. He was rocking and rolling by himself. Kurt Warner, man. Anyway. I'm not going to do what everybody thinks I'm going to do. There was a lot of people, including Kayla, walked in and goes, well, I guess you're glad you didn't flip the switch the other day. I got a lot you? of those tweets last night. And uh, Ken was right. Guys, no, guys, the switch is not about just winning. Winning helps. Winning obviously helps. But what was I saying? You got to listen to the whole show. You can't just take in the YouTube clip that Keith puts out there on purpose to make me look bad. And, and puts it out there and, and, and puts the headline in a bad way to get people to hate me and send me nasty messages because his goal is to immediately walk me out of this building with a box of my belongings. And I know that's the end game for him. But it's not just about beating the Wizards. 
Because the Wizards are terrible. The Bulls are not a good basketball team. I mean, who did you beat during the eight-game winning streak? All the bad streak? teams in the league. You beat all the bad teams <laughs> in the league, basically, is what you did. They crushed Orlando. The, the the Nets aren't good. They did crush Orlando, and that's nice. But the, remember, did, did we not did we or did we not get a text from a friend who was saying, I know it's the back end of a back-to-back, but this is pretty impressive, guys. I go, yeah, it's, it's very nice. And Orlando is an up-and-coming basketball team. So that might have been your best win out of all of them. I guess Chicago's not as terrible as I think they are, but, you know, they're still not very good at all. But I'm saying, and I, I said this to you yesterday, and nobody wants to listen. They just want to, they're hating, not hating. If you play well against the Bucks without Evan Mobley and without Darius Garland, if you play well against them, and you, even if you stay close, which I know that's, that sounds like preschool, let's just go and give it a try. I can sit here and tell you that I think you're better positioned for the postseason than you are just beating the brakes off the Washington Wizards. You get that nuance. I know I'm preaching to the choir here. Yeah. I know I am. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we I, I browbeated you about not getting excited enough, and the flipping of the switch is just, you know, part of the show. It's it's part and parcel of that. Yes. Um, I got to be honest. I, 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 expected, I expected Milwaukee to give it their full effort yesterday. Because they lost by 40 the last time. They got and- drilled. They're at home. Everybody's talking about their team and whether their head coach was given a fair shot. It was very David Blatt-esque what happened back in 2016. And I just, I said, oh, oh boy. You know, we are kind of probably running into a buzzsaw here. And they 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 led wire to wire. You know, they were right off the bat. You saw Dame Lillard. There were video clips making the rounds about mm-hmm. how Lillard got shut down by Isaac Okoro. Don't think that that didn't get back to Damian Lillard. And what do he do? He drew two quick ticky-tack fouls immediately off Okoro. So he was out of the game in the first half. Yep. Lillard responded in a big way. He had 28 points. He has not been very efficient this year, and he's played no defense. And that that's part of the issues they've had defensively uh, because Holiday's gone. Instead, it's Lillard, uh, their, their, their key trade figure, and they have just been kind of a disaster this year. And I say that, and they're 31-13. and 13. Yeah. 31-13 <laughs> and 13 for a team. But we went through that with the Cavs, same thing. So I did not have a big expectation. For last night. Well, but my expectation was if you play hard, if you play hard, God, that sounds so very, man, I might as well be writing from the desk of Kobe Altman. I go after somebody else. Did you hear what I just said? Um, if, if they played well against that team and, and, and kept it close, even if they would have lost, if they would have won, obviously, but if they would have lost and they lost tight, it's fine. And I didn't have. When you don't have Evan Mobley and you don't have Darius Garland, and I know there's so many people who go, well, they're part of the problem. Watch the games for crying out loud. Sorry. <laughs> hey, we have audio. We have audio regarding that. We might want to get to later in the show. What the whole? Oh, yeah. The Well, they're, yeah, because it's going to start. What? That's the worst thing about them winning eight games in a row against terrible basketball teams. This happened with the, by the way, happened with the Browns. Yeah. The Browns winning games with Joe Flacco. And what did that mean? You knew it was happening. National guys started getting in about, oh, they're winning without Watson. Notice, nobody said that about Nick Chubb. Nobody's like, whoa, they're winning games without Nick Chubb. No, because they they knew Nick Chubb's really good. Watson, they tried to make a case. Well, boy, Browns are winning all these games and uh, throwing for 300 yards. Oh, boy, boy. Well, it's the same thing that's happening with the Cavs right now. They're winning games. They go on this win streak. Everybody left them for dead. Most did leave them for dead. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think I didn't think they were going to win eight in a row. I I thought they'd probably be five hundred once those injuries happened. That was a good long streak. It was a nice streak. Uh, they they didn't lose since when New Year's Day. 
or whatever it was. It was a great day. It's been a great run for them. And they're 26 and 16. I think they're positioned well right now in the fourth spot. And when, when Evan Mobley comes back, we're going to have to discuss that. When, when Darius Garland comes back, yes, they're not out of the woods yet. But I would have been closer to flipping the switch with tight losses against the Bucks or the Celtics or the Sixers or I, I don't know how serious I – what do you want to do with the Western Conference? I'm not sure right now. But what I'm saying is with those three teams, I'm much closer to do it and with wins over Washington and, and, and the Bulls and, and Hawks and everything like that. So that, that's where I am on that. So it's not it's not a brow beating. I was right, you were wrong. Champions pose. That's not it. It's it's a responsibility because Super Bowl Super Browns people yell that and I go, guys, that was born out of one in fifteen. There's a little bit of cynicism in there. If you want it to be, it's it's up to the person who's using its interpretation. If you want to use it literally when things are good, fine. If you want to use it sarcastically when things are bad, that's good too. We didn't make the rules. It was the Browns fans we overheard who made the rules. But this, yeah, it's kind of like hey. It was born during LeBron and Kyrie and Kevin Love. Like, I kind of want to take a little, a little seriously, don't well, I? And here's, yeah. And I mean, obviously, basketball, different sports. So they yeah. play a lot more games, and you don't want to get caught in the highs and lows of that. But I'll tell you one thing they were definitely missing last night, and because they don't have Evan Mobley, and we kind of took it for granted, was how well Tristan Thompson had been playing for this team. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you weren't just dominating the offensive boards the way that he had been doing it all year. Yeah. He gave you some semblance of rim protection. And I, I wanted to know, do you ever really look at these box scores? Do you, re- do you ever really look and see how they treat players like Tristan Thompson in the box score? Mm, I pulled it up. No. I pulled it up this morning just to say, all right, let's 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 get to my daily Max Drews. How did he do from three-point range? All right. How did Sam Merrill do? He was 4-9 for three-point range. How did range, the Strews points. Moose do? Uh, he was six of eleven. He was very active. Okay. Uh, two of six. Sam Merrill was hot to begin the game. He was. He was very. He hot. was. But he, uh, he, but he was drawing attention. Like he came around. He curled the screen. There were two guys in his face, and he had already launched into his three point shot, and then he pulled it back down, and it was just uh, either a double dribble when or a travel. You, when you watch, when you watch live games, are there are there takes you're going to go? No, I'm going to save on that, and we'll we'll see if it pans out later. Because Sam Merrill started out hot, and I, I kind of wanted to I go. I stopped live tweeting basketball games. Yeah. That was with as many possessions that are in these games, mm-hmm. and you saw they cut it to six last night. Same thing, night thing in the with fourth. baseball. Same thing so with baseball. Imagine if all game I'm like Donovan Mitchell's shot selection horrendous. It was. He was two eleven from three, and he mm-hmm. was he was not good. Uh, and and you go through and you have all these opinions, and you put them all out there on yep. Twitter like I used to, especially all- if I was having a few beverages. And then they cut it to six with three minutes left in the game. Oh, my God. I just thought about something. You could do live tweeting while you're raising that baby in the first two weeks. And you can you can have drinks, and that's going to be good stuff. Anyway, um, I wanted to say Lowry Markkinen's has, a, has had a, a fine season this year. What's mm-hmm. he averaging, 25? Maybe game? 24. 20, okay. Yeah. He's having a fine season again. But I kind of wanted to say, boy, I just want to thank Sam Merrill for not having people – in my ass every single day about Lowry marketing like we had well, last Sexton. year. Sexton. And then he went cold. I'm like, well, thank God. Well, and Ka- Sexton's been good Colin too Colin Sexton's year. been great yeah. over the last uh, three or four weeks. Yeah. But I, I, I laugh because I looked in, and I never know what they're going to do when it comes to a guy that's injured or coach's decision. It has Tristan Thompson on the very bottom of the box score, and it says DNP slash suspended by league in all caps. <laughs> like, so he's just going to be in the box score every game. It's just going to say – Suspended by is league. Is that part of the suspended by league? Is that part, is that part of, of the, the penalty? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, everybody's gonna know now. 
Now they know. Normally, guys are like, you look, oh, yeah, he wasn't on the bench. Does it say anything? And then they just won't be in the box Did score. Did John Moran have that at the bottom of the box score for now 25 I, You games? know what? For consistency's sake, we better look it up you and find look, out. Mitch, go find. <laughs> Please. So uh, the Cavs get Milwaukee again. It could be Doc Rivers' debut. Uh, I don't know officially, but it's Friday. I mean, why wouldn't Doc uh, coach at that point? Do you see who he might be reaching out to as an assistant coach? No, no, no. I heard this. I heard this. I heard this. Don't tell me. He was supposed to be the consultant. Jaeger. Jaeger, Jaeger. David Jaeger. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Yep. I was like, what the hell? Wait a second. Cavs are paying him. Unless, unceremoniously, that's not happening anymore. I don't know. It's like Nick Saban, man. If you get a chance to go from around the the wall to at the table, you got to do that. Jaeger knows all our secrets. What the hell? Uh, But it looks like Doc Rivers could be coaching Friday night. That is an 8 o'clock game. Not nationally televised. I thought that might be, but uh, then they got the Clippers at home, and you you can get cheap tickets to this game, and the Clippers are good. Like, people are starting to pick the Clippers to be the team why, to come out no. of the Eastern Conference because Minnesota's been great, but is there a, a trust factor for a young team? You saw how immature. We didn't even talk about this. Carl Anthony Towns went off. Mm-hmm. Did he have 50 points at the half? 52 points at the half? Yeah. And they were all checking their phones at halftime to see what Joel Embiid ended up with. So they're like, we got to give him the ball. We got to give him the ball. They get him the ball. Kenny, they end up coughing up the lead. They benched him at the end of the game. Carl Anthony Towns, who they thought was on pace for like 80 points, got benched in the game. They lost. And after the game, Coach they were saying how immature my team is. Uh-huh. Like, is that the team you're trusting to come out of the? Because right now, they're the two seed. Yeah, the West but tied is, for the one. The West is weird. What is the Raptors schedule uh, right before this? The who? Excuse me. The Clippers are playing oh. the Raptors tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. The Clippers have the Raptors. Then they come to town, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Are we trusting that Kawhi is going to play in that game? Because that, that's why I'm kind of, you said the tickets. I'm going, well. Yeah, tickets are Giannis, really cheap. Giannis was supposed to be in town and everybody yeah. was upset about that. Like people, the people with the tickets, they're, they're becoming more savvy about this. Like, is just he going wait. to play? Yeah, well, I just wait till, till you find yeah. out. You'll get that tweet like four o'clock. On that day, been, and then figure I mean, out if you want to go. It's kind of been later. I mean, the one day I went walking out there, oh, yeah. and it was like 6.30. It's like, yeah, Giannis isn't going to play. It's, it's like, great if you're downtown living. You'll right. walk right down. Yeah, but if you're driving in, it sucks. you got to have know. more people than downtown. Anyway, I know I know that's a conversation for another day. But, but guys, it, all in all, I'm not disappointed in the Cavs. I'm not disappointed in J.B. Bickerstaff. I'm not disappointed. I thought you were going to crow no, this morning. No, God, no, 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 no. No, I I uh I got to see what they do and they they when they work things out when when Garland comes back, it's off the wire now, and when Evan Mobley eventually comes back, and if they can get that thing worked out, I think they're going to be in a better position. I'm just going to be responsible with the switch instead of flipping it and then having to come in and go okay because we've had to do that where we've had to tuck our tail between our legs. Those are uncomfortable take shows. Out the switch they have been. Yeah, so there you go. I'm I'm glad the Cavs had an eight game winning streak. I hope they win tomorrow. I think that's going to be I, it's going to be a good game. I'm hoping, and I I I would give them a chance to win. And if they win that game, I probably won't come in on Monday flipping the switch, but it'll show me their effort and but their talent. Open minded about nature. it. Yes, and it's going to be a weird day because they have Doc Rivers, which is you highlighted. It's going to be their third coach in, in the last three weeks that the Cavs have played against against the Milwaukee Bucks. Very interesting stuff coming up at six forty. All right, we know Jim Harbaugh is with the L.A. Chargers. Scared of Ryan Day, clearly. Okay, that's a one way to put it. 
how's this going to affect the Cleveland Browns? Because you can only put seven in, guys. That's all you can do. And I know I've been critical of a couple of things with the Chargers. You can't deny that this is this is an A-plus hire. That coming up at 640. Up next, about last night, next on The Fan. Night. I just saw a very funny Dan Dockage tweet and a very funny response to Dan Dockage tweet. All right, Twitter we'll reactions brought that. to you by Shivan Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Maybe we'll, do that. On, maybe we'll do that on the podcast. Speaking of oh, okay. that reaction. Uh, podcast at 10.15 on 92.3 The Fan Extra brought to you by Extend Technologies. Make sure you're listening this morning on 92.3 The Fan Extra on the free Odyssey app. Go R. ahead. Shannon, 87. Only reason Ken isn't upset about the Cavs because he's devastated. His favorite team up north lost their head coach. Hope he can pull through today. I'm not a Michigan fan. Uh, meanwhile, Dean Bricker says you can hear the relief in Ken Carmen's voice this morning after the Cavs loss. Why would I be relieved that the Cavs lost? <laughs> I, you'd have to ask the, the people tweeting you. I I'm a Cavs know. fan. Why would I be relieved that the Cavs lost? Do you think that could be linked to uh, your reaction over potentially flipping of the switch? What? I, I want to flip the switch. You're not working me into a shoot. Move on. Right. I want to flip the switch. All right, Cavaliers, eight-game win streak, it went up in flames yesterday. A coast-to-coast victory for the Milwaukee Bucks on the road. This was a tough one. Obviously, we know the Cavs throughout their entire win streak. They have been under man. I saw people say, oh, you're making excuses already. Well, I mean, that is the reality. That's why we're excited about the Cavs so much is they were winning games under man. Obviously, you knew in a game that Milwaukee had to show. Uh, the 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 camera lens would have been pointed squarely at them if they did not show in that game after their coach got fired. Do they dance like that in the pregame often? Is that like a normal thing for them? I hadn't seen that one they in particular. they were doing this whole Ring around the posy. Thing. Yes. It, ashes to ashes. We all fall down. Wait a minute. Yeah. It's ring around the rosy. Whatever. So I thought when you said, I was like, is James Posey on their <laughs> staff? Uh, I've been listening to that song a lot. I've been listening to... Uh, the farmer in the Dell. I mean, my God. I mean, Baby Izzy is all about, all about these, these songs. We used to listen to "Put Them on the Glass" by Sir Mix a lot. That's a, that's a good one too. I haven't exposed anybody, Izzy to that. Anybody can like the Big Buck song. You, <laughs> you're a real Sir Mix a Lot fan if you know that song. Uh, yesterday, Kenny with the loss, the Cavs still in the four seed. They are three games behind Philly. How much scoreboard watching are you doing? Right now, as we are I'm past the, the scoreboard, watch. we are past the halfway point. Starting to do it. You are tied in the uh, well, games back. You are tied games back, but you are one ahead in the loss column with the New York Knicks, who are right there behind. Uh, meanwhile, they did not have Tristan Thompson yesterday. We talked about his suspension. That was the first game served of the 25 games for PEDs. His teammates, though, standing by him, and here's what Donovan Mitchell had to say. TT's my guy, man. You know, obviously it's, it's tough to see something like that, but he's you know, a hell of a person, you know what I mean? And in the time that I've gotten to know him, I've obviously known him throughout the time in the league, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, he'll be back in no time. And he's always- This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Always with the positive energy. You know, it sucks when you lose a guy with such positive energy, such good vibes, but it's next man up, and, you know, we, we'll welcome him back when he comes back. They were getting pounded on the glass yesterday. Definitely could have used him. Uh, so while they don't have Mobley and don't have Tristan Thompson, this is this is something that could be a bit concerning. Worth it. Uh, in this stretch of a game. Worth it. One more point. Worth it. Uh, Worth it the whole way. Donovan they, Mitchell was asked uh, whether or not Tristan Thompson had to explain things. I don't feel like he needed to, but, you know, like I said, I gained respect for him to go out there and do that. At the end of the day, you know, I feel like just a simple apology would have been fine, but he went and explained. That takes a lot, you know, to be able to do that, and it's, it takes a lot of courage, and I respect that. I'm sorry. I didn't know you were going to play another clip. Uh, it was an eight-game winning streak. They gave themselves some breathing room. They Right now they have themselves a home court advantage, so they can they can slip back. They can continue to gain momentum. He'll be back in March. Worth it. We're all grown men here. Well, yeah, he was out of the league. Yeah. Like, I... I 25 games to me would be worth it. Oh, it's Tristan Thompson, 87 years old. It's worth it. Not only not only did he get a chance here with the Cavs, but he made the most of it. I mean, he's getting significant playing time. And the fact that we're even talking about what a loss this could be for this team shows you, you know, how um, well. how how big it was even having his services at all this year. So, you know, he was out of basketball. He hasn't denied it, by the way. Has he denied anything? Well, he got caught. There's nothing to deny. Oh, uh, has he appealed? Lance Armstrong would have, like to have a word with you. Okay, it, it's a 25 game. All right, moving on, bud. So the Cavaliers last night in three point shooting, they were. I can't believe you just compared him to Lance Armstrong. Well, and Palmero too. I almost went that there too. He was sitting there waving Whatever his finger in to Congress. Rafael Palmero. He's one of my favorite players to watch. Was he? Yeah, because of his wispy mustache. Seriously, he was awesome to watch. My buddy's dad looked like Rafael Palmero. We used to call him that. Great guy. How many how many home runs? He wasn't. He was in the 500 club, was he? Yes, he was. Rafael, he was? Rafael Palmero. 569. Holy how did you cow. know that off the top of your head? You know I that? looked up Rafael Palmero right oh. as you said it. Well, what's he doing? Let's get him on the show, Mitch. On it. All right. You get Rafael you know Palmero. I would gonna, like it. I'll pay for you and your date's dinner. Let's get, say, we... No, uh, I'm not going to do that. Say, uh, go reach, reach out to his handlers. There's no doubt he's still his handlers. Reach out to his handlers to say, hey, we're a show in Cleveland. We were really excited about you. Anthony said you were one of his favorite players. And we had a basketball player that just got popped for PEDs. We'd like to get your thoughts on that. <laughs> I'm sure he'll I'm sure he'll warm right up and join us at 6 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> so the Cavs hit 13 threes last night. We know they have been the best three-point shooting team uh-huh. over the last three or four weeks. Uh, but there are some questions. Will that continue when guys get back? Here is Zach Lowe on the Low Post Podcast. 
they are blowing the doors off everybody with three-point shooting for the season they've taken like the seventh most threes in the league i think as a share of shot attempts in this 16 game stretch 44 percent of their shots have been threes that's almost like whoa is that too many like how are they taking that many shots but it's working for them and the question is going to be where does that end up when mobley comes back obviously their three-point attempts will go down garland weirdly doesn't take a lot of threes and their threes have been depressed with garland on the floor they've got to find a way to live in between offensively where they were before the injuries and where they are now with the injuries sounded kind of sleepy there for zach Lowe. It sounded like that was like put in a little bit of a slower speed. Right, right. I don't think that was the normal Zach Lowe, but that's an interesting way to listen to him. Zach Lowe after dark. That was weird. Do you think that will be any kind of a concern? Because before the year, Kenny, they wanted to get him up. They wanted to shoot a ton of threes, especially with Struess and Yang coming over. But they really didn't until the injuries happened. I said to you yesterday, I thought when he comes back, it's like, well, get ready. They're going to... They're going to be shooting threes again. Well, it might be a little bit too late. Like, it's like, okay, we got to go back because now we got to win. So we got to we gotta use you to where you're more comfortable at, and this just hurts your development a bit. Because it was always like, well, he's a he's this big unicorn, and we can develop him. And I, they're, they're trying to develop him during the season. Clearly, everybody can see that. That's not a secret. But now you're going to have him back where this would still be a time of development. By the time he comes back, you got to really start to ramp things up and get your ducks in a row for – what is hoping to be a postseason run. Uh, NFL news. Uh, obviously, we're going to get to Harbaugh here next segment, but Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel completed an interview with the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, some people were really surprised. They just figured, hey, Bill Belichick interviewed with them. In fact, he got a second opportunity to interview with them, one with management and the executives, the other with the owner. What's the problem? Why is Bill Belichick not the head coach? And if you were the Falcons, are you – are you more excited about Mike Vrabel is, potentially? Is it because he wants his he wants his power, and I think a lot of people are hesitant to give him his power again. His the Cole, the Cole Strange pick was a little was has been better than what people made it out to be. It's they, it was panned uh, all across the the league when he first made that pick, but his his position players, his skill position player picks, have not been that great. And I think it in his now early seventies. You start to think, how long is he going to be here for? Do we really want to let this guy mold our entire franchise? Because when you bring in a general manager, general managers are supposed to be long-term. And they work in Sapatico now with a head coach because we want our head coaches to be long-term. And there's times now where you're seeing a lot of head coaches are having the say in who's the general manager so they can work together instead of against each other. And so now I, I wonder if if he is he's had it his way for 24 years. Just about. Is it hard for a guy who's 72 years old, 72, 73, to go back, 72, 71 maybe, in his 70s, to go back and and give up some of that power? And I, I think that that's probably what Arthur Blank or what anybody in the NFL is thinking of because it's you saw what he was without Tom Brady. And he was another smart, quality NFL head coach without a quarterback. It, that, it doesn't make him a bad coach. It's just, yeah, he's a bet. He doesn't have a quarterback. So if he doesn't, seeing the difference. If Belichick and I know we got to move on. If Belichick does not get this job, is that it? Are we never going to see him coach a football team again? It's not like he's going to be a defensive coordinator no, for somebody, even though he somebody, would be the best defensive coordinator you could ever have. Well, this is this is what's going to happen. So so Tennessee, they got themselves a coach, right? Mm-hmm. All right, they got themselves Brian Callahan. 
Now you have to weigh what Vrabel's willing to do. Vrabel is a guy who he can take time off. So are, do you want to let Vrabel take his time off and hire somebody else, or do you want to bring him in and let him talk about having the power? It's who would you rather give the power to? A man who is Vrabel in his late 40s? Mm-hmm. Do you want to give power to a man in his late 40s, or do you want to give the power to a man in his early 70s? Which one do you want to do? Because you can you could sit there and go, well, I can get not a discount Bill Belichick, but maybe I'm getting a younger Belichick out of this, and we can put this thing together, and this guy knows what makes professional football players tick in 2024. Like, I think that's what Arthur Blank is, is thinking Washington about. Washington is still available. Washington Seattle is still available. is still available. Seattle. And Carolina. Yeah, you got to watch Carolina. Because that guy is desperate, and he He'll may spend. be willing to be throw out all the stops. He will spend. I mean, you had forty, you had forty-three cent tickets at the end of the year. You just took a number one overall quarterback. You right. need some people to believe in you. That's it. For about last night. Outstanding as always. Coming up at seven twenty this morning, folks. Aditi Kinkabwala, CBS Sports. She's going to join us seven twenty this morning. Could Kevin Stefanski be willing to give up play calling? We've talked about it for a while. I want Aditi to weigh in on that. And would Aditi take a draft pick? For Bill Callahan, why would I ask her that question? Find out at 7. Up next, Jim Harbaugh. He's headed to the Chargers. As if things weren't hard enough for the Browns already. Ken Carmen, Tone Master General and the fan. How much harder does Jim Harbaugh make things on the Cleveland Browns? Going to go, They play in Cleveland. And folks will say, well, they're not in the AFC North or in the AFC West. You're wanting to go to the playoffs next year. We had three teams go to the playoffs out of the AFC North. It would only show you that maybe things are going to flip here because if you look at the AFC West, I don't know if Sean Payton is going to get things really going in Denver. They got a quarterback situation that they need to figure out. I don't know what Antonio Pierce is going to do with the Raiders, even though I have high hopes for him. Obviously, the Chiefs are going nowhere. We had a big argument yesterday online with the afternoon show about whether or not they're a dynasty. I might bring that up later today or tomorrow. And now you have Jim Harbaugh where I have been critical and it's because of my media brethren that overreacted. Everybody wanted Tua after they came out of the draft, and they they went after Justin Herbert because he went back to Oregon, and it ended up being where Justin Herbert's fantastic. The scouts have always liked Justin they Herbert. They love him. But I think it's been an overreaction from the media of how great Justin Herbert is because my whole thought is, guys, if there was any other top-end first-round pick who was going on his third head coach going into his fifth year – there would be radio hosts tearing that man apart. Like they did for Baker Mayfield, for crying out loud, who was a number one overall pick. Let's be serious here. So with Justin Herbert, that's my reasoning. I think he's good, but I got to hold him to a high standard here, and I'm just not just going to say, oh, it's Super Bowl after Super Bowl from now. But Jim Harbaugh is a fantastic coach. Now, a lot of people are going to want to talk about him and leaving Michigan and the Ohio State stuff, and we'll do that at 8 o'clock. I got to figure out how this affects the Cleveland Browns because we got a Didi Kinkabwala at 720. How much does this, to you, how much does this hurt the Browns in their quest to go back to the playoffs in 2024, Tony? Yeah, I, I didn't overreact to that part of it um, because my my mental focus is on trying to win the division, and I think that's got to be the goal, and, you know, Goals versus expectations, like, no one's going to pick the Browns to win the division next year. I mean, nobody. You're either going to see Baltimore, any any combination of Baltimore or probably Cincinnati, although I don't think as many people will have Cincinnati, and they're going to lose at least one or maybe two of their wide receivers. 
Um, I think most people will have Baltimore winning the division next year. I don't think anybody's going to have Pittsburgh, even though they were a double-digit win team and a playoff team. Um, that's just how hard this division is, and you have to try to win the division. It just goes to show, though, how loaded the AFC is at the wrong time for yeah. us. There's, there are so many good coaches, so many good teams in this AFC, and I can't, I can't lose sleep day in and day out over what's going on in the AFC West or what's going on in the AFC South or anywhere else. Obviously, the focus has to be on winning this division. That's going to be the most important thing. And when we do seven in heaven weekly next year, that's going to be a big priority. And we didn't do that nearly as much this year because we thought, all right, we'll be a wild card team and we could maybe, you know, do some damage in the wild. Our goals were moving all over the place. So we had to change what our goals were on the fly. And it it went from winning the division, making the playoffs, going to the... To then to going to the Super Bowl, then to just make the playoffs again, and that's basically how it ended. Um, I, I think that this makes it tough. Obviously, a lot tougher than what it was before. The The Chargers were seen as an unserious team by the end of the year last year, and, they, and Justin Herbert got hurt and was not playing for the last month and a half of the season, if I'm not mistaken. So you have Baltimore there that I don't know if they're going away with Lamar. The Bills, the Bills are over the cap. Uh, they are going to have to make some decisions. They're probably going to have to make some decisions with Stephon Diggs, clearly. You know, I see Josh Allen. If I'm going quarterback to quarterback, yeah, guys, Josh Allen's amazing. But there's got to be some things that they have to put in place to make themselves a contender. And this is why I kind of look at the Chargers as well. I think they are right now going into next year, something like 30-something million dollars over their salary cap. They're going to have to make decisions with their, with their wide receiver crew at Keenan Allen what they're going to do with Mike Williams, what they're going to do with that high draft pick. Are they going to take a wide receiver? Are they, they going to take like younger. Brock Bowers or something they like that get for younger. Justin Herbert? They do have to get they're- younger. Are they going to take an offensive lineman to protect Justin Herbert on the other side of Rashawn Slater, if I'm not mistaken? So there's a lot of decisions that the Chargers need to make where it's like, all right, they might be, because he does well with quarterbacks, guys. Jim Harbaugh does a great job with him. We know that. So it could just be where Justin Herbert, it clicks and off they go. But I don't know if it just happens this coming year. And our window right now, I'm looking at the Browns' window. It, it it stayed open this year, depending on how serious you took it. And then you got next year, maybe the year after. And then we're no matter what we say about the salary cap, and I do want to do a deep dive about that on the podcast later on today, if you'll let me, that's something that we have to take into account here as these other teams start to ebb and flow in this, I'll just in this treat division it, and this conference. I'll treat Harbaugh a lot like I, I treated Sean Payton in the offseason. I'm like, all right, Denver got a really good coach. Uh, the question is, is, is Russell Wilson going to be good enough? And as it turns out, like they found something that worked. They just fell behind the eight ball so much at the beginning of the year. Remember, they had to cut the dead weight, the veterans that weren't giving the effort, may have had bigger names and were making, you know, had bloated contracts, but they ended up winning a bunch of games, but it was too little too late for Denver. So I think that could be the case for them. I do think Harbaugh is a really good coach. I think he's proven that. I don't know how anybody, I, I get it if you were like an Ohio State fan. As I remember last year, I was talking about Harbaugh, potentially the NFL, and they're like, he has not proven anything. And then he goes on and wins a national championship under all that duress last year. Duress that they created, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I, I can't lose sleep over other coaches and their situations in other divisions. I am so dialed in right now, and that's why I'm paying more attention to what Cincinnati does, what Cincinnati does and how they handle their offseason. I'm a little bit more – I I would say you're right. If I was going to try to rank my concern, if we were going to power rank the concern, 
It's the Browns in their own situation. I have a Ross Tucker clip to play for everybody that I think is going to is going to prove prophetic here. Then I would have to say the division. I had a very interesting conversation. I know that people are surprised by this. I do have some friends that are Steelers fans. I had a very interesting conversation with them earlier this week about that that I got to bring to the area either later today or tomorrow and about what the, the way they see their football team. Obviously, the Ravens are in there. And then, I, and then I would probably worry about everybody else because if we're not thinking winning the division first, and that's the goal this year, I think you just hit it. It's got to be division first, winning the division to make sure you're in and making sure you have a home field advantage in the first round. Then it does get to, all right, then I have to worry about C.J. Stroud. Then I have to worry about Tua or Trevor Lawrence or if Anthony Richardson comes back and he's healthy, well, he's going to come back, but how good is he going to be? You know, that type of thing. Aaron Rodgers with the Jets. I haven't even thought about him yet in this conversation. But Ross Tucker yesterday was on Afternoon Drive. I thought he crystallized something perfectly for the Browns about Deshaun Watson and not just how competitive they're going to be, but also his health. I don't know about Deshaun's health, so I'm going to say the overall competitiveness of the AFC. I mean, look at the four quarterbacks that played this weekend. They're all better than Deshaun Watson. And then who are the other guys that didn't play that are still better than him? Even if he's healthy next year, is Deshaun Watson a top eight quarterback in the AFC? If he's healthy? Even if he's healthy. Yes. So Mahomes, Josh Allen, DJ Stroud, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Tua Tungavailoa. I don't who think are you saying Deshaun Watson is better than Tua and Herbert? Oh my gosh! If you ask every team in the NFL if they could have Herbert or Deshaun Watson, every single team, including the Browns, would rather have Herbert. I mean, he was unquestionably one of the top five guys in in 2020 in the whole league, and now it's a real battle to consider him a top seven guy in just the AFC. I'm going to go on the record now. That audio courtesy of Afternoon Drive here on The Fan, and you can hear that whole interview, 923thefan.com. I'm going to go on the record now. I think it's his health. I'm not as concerned about his talent and his play as I am his health. He had a great game against Tennessee, then was out. Had a great game against Baltimore. Had a great second half, I should say, against Baltimore. Was unreal in that second half. You can give me all the depth charts, or you can give me all the, 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 the depth of passing charts and everything you want. It was a great second half, then he was out. My concern is going to be his health to go into this thing. I do think there's something there with him. I got nothing that is going to be anything that anybody ever says, you know what, Ken, you're right, outside of Cleveland. I got nothing. A guy like Ross Tucker, he's going to say Tua's better. Look what Tua did with all these guys. I got nothing to say to these guys for the next eight months. My concern, though, is going to be Deshaun Watson's health. 216-474-0092. I got people in on this. We'll try to get to you guys. How much does this with Jim Harbaugh going to the Chargers, affect the Browns, affect Deshaun Watson. And speaking of Ross Tucker, he came up, even though you might not have liked what you just heard, he came up with a hell of an idea for the Browns yesterday when it comes to Bill Callahan. It's coming up with Aditi Kinkabwala at, eight, at 720 on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.